Hi, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and also healingsuicide.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, channel and energy worker, and also a psychic medium. And um, on the web at tdjacobs.com is most of what I do. Uh, all the products and services, the, the tutoring, all the readings and NATO reports and, and programmed, uh, energetically programmed crystals uh, for helping you evolve. And everything's on that site. Healingsuicide.com is a story about soul and uh, how it understands your human life, how you can understand the soul's journey, and also uh, how to tips and tricks on how to deal with intense emotions that might drive us to despair, uh, especially in the kind of times that we're living in right now where there's a lot of uncertainty and fear and pain and, and grief coming up for a lot of people. Uh, so this video is um, uh, the sun forecast for Leo 2020. Um, this used to be part of my monthly subscription service and uh, and uh, now I just offer this so more of my forecasting can get out. You can get a sense of how I do things and how I think about uh, planetary mo movements and lunations. If you do want more and you want the inner and outer planet transits plus all the uh, forecasts plus all the uh, perks through the subscription service, read about that at tdjacobs.com. You can subscribe monthly or yearly uh, through that. Through that. So uh, let's think about uh, the transition uh, I always start these videos with the transition from the previous month to the next month. First of all, I think of the sun as the giant flashlight in the sky. You know, it doesn't ever, you know, have a lot of impact, but it temporarily touches off something or it puts your attention on something. The light of conscious awareness is, you know, is, um, is, a. Uh, you know, directed on something. So as it goes around your chart, you know, there's certain issues that are highlighted moving from house to house, all the aspects throughout the year to all the natal placements you have. Um, through the Zodiac as a collective, it puts our attention on a way of being and a motivation and certain ways of experiencing life and making choices. So sun and cancer, giant flashlight in the sky, puts all this emphasis on togetherness and belonging, emotions, so feelings, but also needs, and, uh, you know, who's caring for you, who you expect to care for you. So nurturing. So there's a lot of um, boundary issues that come up surrounding uh, issues in cancer. If you have unmet childhood love needs or safety security needs, well, you're going to find out more when planets are transiting through the sign of cancer. So a giant flash under the sky during cancer shows you um, what you need, what you fear, what you... Um, you know, if you are waiting or wish somebody would make you feel safe for some reason, you know, security needs, security and safety needs. Um, also, because of security, safety, love, nurturing emotions, also food issues, right? Uh, we, we feed ourselves, we feed each other. Uh, issues about love and food and how that gets tied together and emotions and food and emotions and love, all of that stuff is the terrain of, um, of the solar month of cancer. So it is a cardinal sign, so it calls for action. It naturally is inspired toward action, but it's also kind of trying to be insular and often protecting itself. Now, it, Cancerian energy in a person can be focused on protecting others or protecting the self. Either way, we have the image of the crab and the shell, you know, uh, withdrawing into the shell uh, when when threatened. So um, part of that can be about nesting and rooting and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, withdrawing inward. So it's a cardinal sign, but it's also sometimes focused on trying to create safety and security. So it can actually be an 
in certain ways externally, in certain ways inwardly focused for that reason. You know, cardinal water, I'm acting because of emotion. I need to initiate something, but it's from my emotional center or my emotional landscape. So am I afraid of something? I might act to try to alleviate or eliminate that fear. So, uh, so sometimes it is about being in sore. So there's a focus also on family issues. Not only, uh, I said belonging and connection and nurturing and love and all that, not only that stuff now, <clears throat> but also your history of being a human. Uh, so it's ruled by the moon and the moon is that personal side of life that does include family um, and your receptivity and your, your ability not just to nurture yourself, but your whole relationship with the concept of nurturing gets called up here. So during the month of cancer, and we did have two new moons. One was an eclipse during the month of uh, solar month of cancer this year. Uh, so there's quite a lot of emphasis um, on need and feeling and fear and all this stuff. Now, because of the context of, uh, and the second cancer new moon that took place on July 20th was opposing um, Jupiter and then, or Saturn and then somewhat Pluto. Pluto's a little wide, it was like six degrees, but it's, it's opposing that, it's a little tighter on Saturn. The retrograde planets in Capricorn, which in my view are dredging up our history and how we feel empowered and how we've constructed our lives or allowed our powerlessness to inform the construction of our lives to date. So that new moon in Cancer that we just, that we just had is asking us to really evaluate what we need. That new moon, by the way, was also conjunct the asteroid Lucifer at 2 Leo. So self-trust and investigating, you know, one's own needs and expressing one's needs to make sure one is being responsible for oneself. That's a really important thing. Lucifer is about overcoming doubt that you should be uh, self-interested, like overcoming fears of selfishness. Sorry if you can hear dogs barking. It's just what's happening right now. Um, I'm not going to start the video over. So, um, so when the solar, when the sun is in Cancer, putting light on that in the context now of these Capricorn planets. Okay, great. I'm dealing with my history. How can I deal with what I need now? Well, maybe I come up against limitations to my sense of empowerment to take care of myself or to steer the ship of my life. So maybe that is that history has to get worked through. So we're just coming off that second Cancer new moon. Then that was at 28 degrees and change. So about a day and a half later-ish, uh, sun goes into Leo and the emphasis shifts from rooting, nesting, belonging, family, nurturing, feeling, my fears, my concerns, my worries, my anxieties, my doubts, my I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow business into Leo. I would like to enjoy something. I would like to play. I would like to express. Now. The giant flashlight in the sky in, we could say, its own sign. We, a lot of astrologers think that way. Um, you know, it rules Leo. So there's, a, there's a, a need at times, as a kind of course correction, a kind of pure sense of enjoyment, but I would say allowing yourself to enjoy things. So right now, in this recording, it's uh, July 23rd, uh, 2020. We're, you know, here in the U.S., we are living through the, the failure of the government to contain this, this um, uh, pandemic and all of these other things downstream are affected by it and people, a lot more people are dying than, than need to and um, we're dealing with stuff. 
and then the like I said, the downstream, the economy, the grief, the you know all the issues about uh, fears about the future, and then we have this election. Anyway, all this stuff is coming up now, which a lot of it's related to you know collective issues about leadership and who should be in charge, what kind of person should be in charge, and that's the retrograding planets in Capricorn, by the way. Square Aries and Aries. This is a story in there that's in the in the full subscription service thing. I talk a lot about Aries this month because all these planets in Capricorn are square Aries the entire time. Um, and I am an astrologer who considers Aries quite important, even though it moves very slowly. You know, its orbit is over twice as long as Pluto. It's very elliptical as well. Um, it's 558 years or something Pluto to Pluto's 248. So it might be easy to think that it's a part of us that we don't use, but it's a, it's a deep level of the psyche that is important actually. So anyway, there's a lot in the subscription service stuff about those planets square, square the, square the, uh, the Aries and Aries. But anyway, um, the sun going into Leo, I need to express, well, you know, you might need to create time to remember what you enjoy. It might, be, it might be important for you to give yourself permission to take some time off from processing fear or pain or the past. Again, we're just coming off this, you know, Cancer New Moon opposing the, the, the planets in Capricorn retrograde, dredging up the history, dredging up the past. So um, not to say that, um, if you ignore the things, they go away, but to give yourself permission to be multifaceted, not just focus on what's going on and the limitations that we're experiencing, but what do you enjoy? Uh, is there a craft, a hobby? Is there an instrument you, you uh, have forgot that you know how to play or you've gotten away from that, obsessed with work or family or responsibility issues or anything like that? What do you enjoy? What opens your heart? What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? Um, is, you know, here in the US, we're still dancing with shutdown quarantine kind of energy. Um, other parts of the world are, have had more success than have been reopening. Um, more, you know, l less failure, <laughs> less failure in leadership. Um, and so here in the US, anyway, this is my context in the US, um, there is a, you know, a sense of, well, but we can't enjoy this. We can't do those fun things that we typically do. But, but it's important during the solar month of Leo to remind yourself of what brings you joy. It's always important as a human thing. Now the giant flash under the sky is uh, reminding you of that. So let's just think for a moment about the energetics of, you know, cardinal water again, maybe having a wall or a defensive posture or trying to protect the self or something. Cardinal water into um, fixed fire, like, uh, uh, you know, it can seem for some like a bursting forth, right? Um, the, the desire for joy or something is now found funny and it's very entertaining. Uh, you know, it could be the desire for entertainment or actually being entertained and enjoying things. I, I did notice in myself, um, suddenly I was playing and goofing off and doing things when that happened. I mean, suddenly. <laughs> and um, I don't always notice the sun changing signs that dramatically, but I was trying to finish some projects, the subscriber materials and this, the notes for this video and to do this video. And in that last degree of cancer after that new moon, I was just really stressed out and I just couldn't think straight. So uh, the, the moon or the sun entered uh, Leo, I want to say something like between 1.30 and 2 a.m. 
on the 22nd Pacific time, which is my time zone. And I was awake trying not to work <laughs> because I was bringing an energy to it, which was very stressed out about emotions and very kind of, you know, wrapped up with my process and I couldn't think straight. So I was, I was doing things to kind of like chill out. And then uh, I finished some of the notes and then took a break well, after the Senator Leo took a break and recorded a funny thing for my girlfriend and emailed it to her. I just had this spontaneous, you know, joke interpretation of this tarot card that I was looking at. Uh, just a ridiculous thing. And anyway, to, to let that happen is my main recommendation. To allow yourself to have that moment of spontaneity and honor it. To let yourself feel good. Remember who you are. Remember that part of you. So internal to external, right? Cancer is, is more of an internally focused thing. Leo's an external focused. Now with Leo, um, it you know, all of the signs and all of the archetypes and planets, they represent quite a broad range of possible expressions and, and situations. So with Leo, I think of the, the basic component of life through the lens of Leo as um, having a position or having an opinion having a personal thought. You may share that, you may not. You may speak it, write it, you may not. You may sing it, you may not. Um, you may do something performative that we think of as associated with the creativity of Leo, or you might uh, simply you know, have your position, have some pride, uh, have a, a solid opinion of yourself, um, but, but you know, give yourself credit to shine. So even if I'm talk, if you hear a bunch of astrologers talking about Leo stuff, you know, I, I just want you to, I don't, some people identify as not creative in certain ways. I want you to not let that limit you. Your original idea, your individual opinion are the kind of basic components. So something that interests you, something you'd like to do, right? You don't have to like sing and dance and, you know, learn how to play the piano during the solar month of Leo. You don't have to feel any pressure to like do something that looks creative. It's really about the personal expression, personal opinion, personal stance and expression in some way. And I think of having and then sharing an opinion as the kind of like most fundamental behavior associated with this. The impulse to do that, the motivation to share one's own expression and experience with the sign of Leo. Okay. So, um, yeah, so, so much seriousness floating around. I even feel it in my demeanor as I'm doing this video. I'm, you know, really self-conscious about how serious I feel, but, um, I wasn't sure I was going to do a video if I kind of had the mental and energetic space to do it. And then suddenly I did. Um, so to remember this part of who you are. Okay. So good. So, um, let's talk about the Aquarius, uh, full moon which will be Monday, August 3rd uh, at 8.59 a.m. Pacific time um, at 11 Aquarius and 45 minutes. So Sun and Leo, Moon and Aquarius. I'm going to um, share the screen and try not to hum too much as your whole music. It's really hard not to hum. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, Leo, new moon. No, that's not it. Hold on one second. Uh, 
Okay, there we go. Can I make it bigger? Yes, I can. Great. So again, uh, Monday, August 3rd, 2020, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Forget the houses and angles here. I just drew it up for where I live uh, outside Portland. Um, so we have um, 1146, the sun is over here. Of course, 1146, the moon is over here. Now, uh, importantly, conjunct the sun is the asteroid Lucifer. And I want you to uh, consider, if you haven't explored my Lucifer work, there's a video online called... Uh, 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 bringing Light Lucifer Webinar. You can just look up Tom Jacobs Lucifer Webinar and you'll find it. It's a little over an hour, so it's a little time investment, but it's, a, it's an important thing for learning to trust the self and own ego and inhabit ego, but align ego with something that is of service, so not its own gratification. But think about a sun in Leo conjunct Lucifer. It's a lot of ego energy. It's like the triple, triple layering here. So around this... Uh, Around this uh, that low normal will be what you are into or what you are thinking, because Lucifer gone wrong is very self-serving, and I don't. I ask you not to judge yourself if you find yourself doing that, because to to develop ego, you have to trust it and give it space. But ego doesn't have to be a bad word. My joke often is, it's, uh, ego is not a four-letter word. Um, Okay, it's officially old. I won't use it again. Okay, anyway, you'll hear it in the video if you watch the video on Lucifer. But the idea is uh, it's not about evil. It's not about Satan and the devil and the Christian mythology of that. It's really about um, if someone you want to be of service to has a crummy agenda, break free to have integrity, develop your own gift and offer your gift. You don't have to be you know, live under the umbrella of somebody else's not being in integrity. Anyway, go, go check out that thing, but it's about having ego, but aligning it with something bigger. I'll just say personally, you'll hear this in that video. You'll hear more about this, but, but I have this asteroid natally conjunct my son. And so does some of my friends and, and my girlfriend does too. And what it manifests quite often as the entire human, the, the whole self, the whole project of the self we can doubt that we should do it, that we should shine because we feel, we fear being arrogant or being called arrogant or selfish or self-serving. So um, Lucifer's stories involve typically doubting the self and then over time learning how to align that egoic passion and energy and sense of self with a higher truth in order to be of service. So Lucifer is ultimately about being of service, but along the way we learn about, you know, when ego goes wrong. So Sun and Leo, conjunct asteroid Lucifer. It's a kind of a kind of a rich, you know, thing about ego. Now it could be you being very into what you're into, or it could be somebody else being very into what they're into. Sometimes with this kind of a signature, a person is trying to figure out if it's safe to shine but there's a need to invest in the self. And that's the obvious thing surrounding this. You might be attuned to the appearance that others are selfish. You might be attuned to the appearance that the only thing other people want to talk about is themselves or everyone wants to sing you their song. And you're like, Oh my God, what is this? Just leave me be. Cause I got to do what I got to do. So that is, what seems normal and obvious because a giant flashlight in the sky is saying, hey, look at that, do that. Aquarius full moon says, take a step back and be objective. So somebody feels a need rise to the surface. Wait a minute, everything isn't about me. 
or everything isn't about you, let's look at the big picture. Let's have some objectivity, right? And you can think of Leo expression as, an, as a, you know, a nudge toward subjectivity, taking things personally, seeing the self as the center. Uh, and then the Aquarian humanitarian, um, humanitarian, uh, what's the word? <laughs> like a public service kind of thing. Like what's he, she's not just humanitarian, like, uh, uh, I can't remember the word. And a philanthropic, humanitarian, forward-looking, revolutionary, that kind of spirit. So in this context, somebody, you or somebody in your life will say, wait a minute, it's not all about you or me. Let's think about our vision for the future. Let's think about where we're headed. Now, it could be some people, you or somebody else or a bunch of people around you, kind of focused with their head down because they're really doing their thing. They're into what they're doing. And the need to have a kind of collective moment or a reckoning or recognition that we are all in this together. It could be something like that. But there's an emotional need to develop objectivity. Now, if people seem to be arguing, behind it could be this urge to shine and receive validation from others. Like, I really want to read you my poem, but you don't want to hear it and I'm frustrated with you. And then you're somehow annoyed because I'm frustrated, right? The, the, uh, the Aquarian moon objectivity is, uh, well, express if it matters to you, but don't wait for somebody else's validation. So the course correction of this full moon opportunity, right? Where something looks obvious, but there needs to be something to balance it out a little bit. That's how I think of full moons. Something comes up that's the opposite of what the sun is doing. And you say, wait a minute, this thing needs to become a little more in balance, or it needs to come into more balance. So, you know, objectivity, intellect, um, where's all this going? We're all in this together, that kind of thing. Um, but also working toward a shared vision of the future. You may realize around this, this, this time that people want to invest in themselves, and it's important, as I said, to develop a strong and healthy ego. But this course correction of this moon can balance that out and make one realize, you know, one is overdoing it or one is overemphasizing that personal, uh, taking things personally. You know, and so express, and so this can be a course correction. What I want to finish this with is a course correction in, okay, wait, yeah, let me remember that when I express, it needs to be because it matters to me. And if you don't like it or you don't respond, it doesn't ma really matter because my job is to validate myself. I mean, you might find somebody's like, frustrated, hungry demon coming out. Why won't you listen to my song? Or why won't you let me explain this thing to you? Uh, and it's that the person might need a sense of validation or you might perceive you need validation. You need to be heard and validated, recognized, right? Uh, whether taken seriously or just listened to or something like that, or to have somebody else consider your opinion or perspective important. During this full moon, that might not happen. Now, also, <laughs> the you know, bruised egos are part of the story, perhaps, uh, potentially. Also, um, within a, a little over a degree, actually, square Uranus and Taurus. So also feeling the pressure of time. So I have this thing that's on my mind, 
in, in my life, personal anecdote to illustrate this. I have this thing on my mind. I'm very sensitive to my girlfriend having these Taurus planets and really kind of needing to, including Mercury, Saturn, uh, Mercury, Saturn. So I run off at the mouth if left unchecked. If I'm not grounded, I will talk endlessly. Well, she's got Mercury, Saturn, and Taurus. So I respect that I need to kind of respect her rhythm. Sometimes I say, oh, can I tell you this thing will take 10 minutes? Sometimes I say, you know what? I'm going to summarize this thing. I really want to tell you. It'll be a couple of minutes. So kind of like the Uranus and Taurus is like, let's stop wasting time. Let's be cognizant that if I keep listening to you, I'll feel trapped and frustrated and not want to talk to you for weeks. You know, I don't think that's true in my personal life, but, but that sense of not just having boundaries, but respecting that certain priorities need to be focused on. In other words, squaring the sun loose it's not about you you know, squaring the moon. It's, it's, you know, it's not about any of us. It's not about you, but let's focus also on priorities. What really needs to get done. A planet in Taurus focuses on essentials. And Uranus there in general for these, you know, seven ish years, it's transiting your uh, Taurus, uh, which I talk about in the subscription service quite, you know, every month. Um, it wants us to streamline what we're doing so that we are free or create freedom through eliminating what is not essential and then focusing on that to create our own unique rhythms, our own unique contributions to become a Aquarian and Uranian. So the sun thing, sun with Lucifer and Leo may be an excessive waste of time. You might even say, Whew, I'm so tired of hearing myself think about this thing. It might seem like it's time to rein things in and, uh, and not indulge in that expression as if somebody else's validation is important. So when you need to say something, say it, but otherwise work on being efficient while validating yourself. Okay, uh, it's also trine Chiron in Aries. And so um, there's a thing in here about sensitivity, vulnerability, and how I receive your reactions to me. I need to say this thing but you seem focused on other priorities or you're, you really want to tell me something too. There can be a little, um, the, the feeling is of um, hypersensitivity to how others react to you, right? Kind of in Aries now retrograde, recently retrograde, uh, trine sun. There's a boost of energy between them. So if you take personally how others do or don't respond to you, you're going to be miserable, I guess is my advice here or my, uh, my, my suggestion. All right. So let's go back to my notes. Um, okay. And then, okay, good. So then, uh, the sun will trine Mars and Eris while sun is conjunct Mercury. That is all at 24 and change degrees, um, on Sunday, August 16th. So the Mars getting to Eris takes a little more time. It's not as quick as the sun or Mercury, but that kind of alignment, I just think it's, um, kind of interesting. So um, Mars and Aries together, just briefly, I go into more detail in the, uh, in the other forecast, uh, the other two forecasts actually for subscribers. Um, but Eris is about um, the need to, well, it's another part, it's another way of saying not taking personally. Like when, when you um, assert something, you might push other people's buttons because when you overcome your insecurity to assert yourself, um, 
somebody else who may have insecurity about asserting him or herself may feel like uh, you're pushing their buttons or you they have to respond. And there can sometimes be disconnection or a weird subtext or an escalation or conflict sometimes, competition. You know, in this case, who has the right to express the self? So just be aware of the potential for buttons being pushed, no matter what the thing is. Like somebody might say, oh, family member or a friend, I just read this interesting article about blah, blah, blah. Like you found it interesting. And that might inadvertently trigger something in the other person. It could be very productive or it could be weird and uncomfortable and tense. Keep an eye on that. That's around uh, Sunday, August 16th. They're just all in the same degree. So it's a little interesting. And the last thing for this video uh, is uh, the Leo New Moon. It takes place uh, Tuesday, August 18th, 7.42 p.m. Pacific time at 26 Leo and 35 minutes. Conjunct Mercury, Trine, Mars, Eris, and Aries. Quincunx, Retrograde, Saturn, and Capricorn. So uh, let me pull that up next. Let's see. Oh, I seem to have closed it. Let me go open it. Oh, you got the music. Do, do, do. Okay, you got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is again. All right, there we go. Okay. So, um, again, forget the houses and angles. Uh, over here at 2635 uh, Leo, uh, there's the sun and moon. So, a new moon's for a, a, a new beginning. We could say planting a new seed. I often think of it as allowing something to reveal itself, allowing something to express. Because in that space of a new moon, it's dark. And if we do take action, we might trip over something or stumble or bumble around. Um, it, it, it's normal. Um, and, and I've heard from, from various astrologers over the years, you, it, it's good to wait a few days if you're actually going to consciously start something because you don't know what's going on that, for that first moment. We live in this, in this uh, you know, left brain centric kind of uh, mode where, oh, uh, new moon means new seed, new chance, new choice, new opportunity. When that new moon happens, I will start this project because our brains are like, you know, robotic computers and they, and they're focused on productivity and, and, and progress, but allowing something to, something is germinating inside, say it that way. And realizing, aha, I'm pulled in this direction, that kind of thing. That's, that's the new moon kind of energy. You don't know consciously necessarily what's happening. So let's go into new moons with intentions, but allow that we may not understand or be able to control exactly what is going to happen. Or before it happens, we may not understand and we may not be able to control the best expression or the thing that's in our highest good. So in Leo, self-expression, and this new moon happens toward the end of Leo. Um, so you had that uh, sun with Lucifer for a bit and then Aquarius new moon invitation to correction. Uh, I mean, the last new moon at, on, 20, on July 20th was at 28 Cancer, again, conjunct Lucifer at 2 Leo. So that new moon even had this self-interested, this need to become self-interested, right? So then um, the sun is pulled away from asteroid Lucifer, as you can see in this chart. But now there's a sense of, okay, what is ego for? What is expression for? What, what do I think? What do I have to 
offer? What shining makes sense to me or what do I want to contribute personally? You know, what do I have to say? You know, what, what song is in my heart would be a poetical or song lyric kind of way to think of it. Conjunct Mercury. So there's something about communication here, the need to speak, the need to process, to um, articulate something, right? But again, from an inside quiet place, you may find yourself talking and then realizing what you're talking about or the more uh, appropriately, uh, or I think more likely, finding the, the need the need to try to find, you know, to try to figure it out and then finding yourself finding the path. Like realizing, oh, okay, that, okay, said so that, it makes me think of this. There might be a free association kind of improv energy to this new moon because Mercury is with it in Leo. Okay. Um, it is uh, in this chart, the trine to the galactic center shows up, ignore that, but the trine to Mars uh, and uh, Eris in Aries, again, that taking things personally and kind of like, a, you know, trines can be very creative in such in these fire signs, boosting energy, right? So if you have a new idea, you might find that Mars Aries, like, um, you know, you might feel this push from fire, the need to assert that, right? You might find yourself inspired or enthused or full of, you know, full of vim and vigor or spit and vinegar or something. Um, so there's that trine, um, but I really want to talk about the uh, quincunx to retro Saturn and Capricorn. So you're having a sense of something, right? And the new moon energy, I invite you to think of as an organic process that you should get out of the way of. Again, have intentions for planting seeds or making new steps, but you don't know what's going on yet. So, uh, and you can't force it. That's really important to understand. Then think about a discomf discomforting relationship. Quincunxes feel like oil and water. And I told you earlier, the retrograde planets in Capricorn are asking you to evaluate your history and how things got to be the way they are. So Quincunx, the retrograde Saturn, whatever from your past keeps you from improvising or feeling free to enjoy things, to shine, to bring up your own opinion, any self-judgment or the judgments or opinions of others who are Saturnian figures from the past, who, you know, you might, you know, the example that pops to mind is like, um, maybe I, maybe I love drawing, but I'm not very good at it. Well, let me give myself a chance to explore the improv experience. Let me give myself a chance to do it. Now, maybe I don't think I'm good at it because of my own self-judgments, or maybe I compare myself to others, Saturn kind of idea kind of like, you know, realizing where, where am I in this, in this group or am I good enough, right? That's kind of how I'm thinking about this is to give yourself a chance to explore play or creativity or improv or playing hooky, enjoying new experiences and not letting your old ideas that you're not good enough or might not be good enough to stop you. So quincunx, oil and water, not sure how to be in the same room with you. That's the feeling of a quincunx quite often. Like we just don't speak the same language, we just don't connect. You have the opportunity at this new moon to feel the feeling inside your body and your heart and your spirit. To feel that sense of creative energy or you know, enthused, right? Uh, filled with the spirit, inspired. You have, the, you have the opportunity to recognize you might be dealing with old crap 
and not let it rule the day. Give yourself a chance to meditate, to ground, to get in your body, to focus on your breath, all these kind of new agey things that, that we talk about sometimes. Give yourself a chance to be present in the moment to feel what you feel. So that is the, uh, that's, my, that's my deal on this. I was excited to tell you that story because I think being a little more isolated, I think it's easy, if, if people are, some are, um, it's easier to get stuck in the ruts in your mind. The, the traps of evaluating things and then part of you says, oh yeah, that thing. Oh, the self-judgment. Oh yeah, see, you were right the whole time. You, you know, it's easy to get stuck in that stuff. Uh, when we have less social contact or we have less commute time to work, even if we're working at home, or if we have less, uh, we have more time on our hands, it's easier to get to get into those patterns. And again, because of what's going on in the world, there is more palpable fear and again, the need to grieve is also up. So those are things that are like little, you know, like gray clouds in the air and the collective and empathic people, people with 12th house placements, strong Chiron, strong moon, strong Neptune, uh, Pisces planets, um, you know, it, it, lots of different factors can make a person empathic or an empath sensitive to energy, high, highly sensitive person. But, but I count myself in that, in that category and we have that we can have this experience of feeling what's in the air around us and kind of internalizing a little and then circling through and and if you haven't seen it you might be in if you identify with that in some way or, or identify as an empathic or a sensitive person check out the video i did a few weeks ago called um notes for empaths during a pandemic Notes for empaths during a pandemic. It's one of the more recent videos on this channel. Okay, so that um, that is uh, the end of this video. Thanks for your time and energy. If you want the full forecast story, as well as a bunch of perks, a monthly class, half of them are mini readings, um, and uh, perk rates on almost everything that I offer, uh, check that out at the subscription service at tdjacobs.com monthly or yearly. All right, take care of yourself and keep in touch if I can be of service in any way.